So let me just pull up my notes here because mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. something to talk about. I'm still over here killing trees, so it's fun. Yeah, you fucking. But hey, at least I printed a devil's head this time. Yeah, well, I mean, your soapbox is anti-vaxxers minus yeah. the planet. Ooh. Girl. Shit. Look how fucking orange you look. I'm just going to go over here and like sip some bu- more bubbles and get more drunk while you talk about this because this next topic, he uh, gave me a little bit of insight to it <laughs> and it scares the <laughs> fuck out of me. So I'm very into it. I'm going to put a little pause here, and we should go get some more bubbles. Bubbles. We can add that to the end right here, where we talk about how you shouldn't share needles, because that also spreads Ebola. You mean share needles with you? Uh, Don't share your needles. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, the prevalence, I guess I forgot that it's uh, throughout the entire story that I had there, because I didn't write in there. But the major, like, prevalence, major reason why it was so prevalent early on was because... Uh, a lack, like I said, lack of medical information, uh, and people were sharing needles. So they were sharing, like one needle was used on like 200 different patients. So you can imagine that one person who shows up with Ebola, uh, 200 other people get it. So yeah, there's that. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that back in there. Ooh. You didn't watch uh, season. What season was Sharon on? Season, season four. Yeah, I saw season four. Mm-hmm. You don't love the "Don't Share Your Needles" with Sharon Needle song? No. Why didn't you sing it? Because I don't know the song. I haven't seen I haven't seen season four since like, two, when did I watch season four? That was back in two thousand and sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. That was back when it was on actually yeah, on Hulu. I saw it on in two thousand and nine, and that was still my favorite part. You haven't rewatched it since then. No. Oh. Well, like clips on YouTube. Well, I haven't watched it at all. So. Shut up. I mean, Ooh. I barely even remembered Latrice until she came back for uh, All Stars four. You, you've got to respect the queens from the past, girl. Good God, girl. Good God, get a grip, girl. Get a grip. Stop tapping that. I can hear can it. Can you hear it? Yes. <laughs> also, you can't watch season four anymore because now you have to watch RuPaul's Drag Race Thailand. I know. I have priorities now. Are Before, you going to watch it? Yeah, honestly. It's all on YouTube. It's, it's good. Well, then there we go. You already got me addicted within the what first 10 minutes that you showed me. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Natalie Pleacam. <laughs> she was my favorite. B. Ella. B. Ella. <laughs> my name is Dearest Doll. <laughs> Shout out to drag queens in Thailand. Get it, girl. So on the same vein, uh, oh. we're going to talk about nuclear disasters. Yes. So transferring over, natural segue, N- nuclear I mean, disasters. Drag, drag queens. queens. Disasters. Mm. Same thing. Just in the same like hand there same wheelhouse i mean i'm sure if they're they're probably in the same book somewhere yeah honestly yeah like the dictionary textbook oh for science oh yeah since we're talking about science yeah because our noun is science Science. s-h-i-e-n-t-c-e-c-e science (laughs) so uh i wrote a little intro here said we're getting better about our stories being an appropriate length but we lied we definitely lied to you because this is is not an appropriate length okay this is going to be episode this is going to be episode nine and ten yeah well yeah it's going to be episode it's going to be episode five episode five this is episode five part two that we're on right now yes yeah but it's also going to be um episode nine and ten Yes. Yes. I love our numbers. Oh, <laughs> Math is so hard for homosexuals. This episode is X plus two. Um, Divided by two. Over X Wait, squared. So that... 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wrote that and I said, I just like spoopy stuff and I did want to take a week off, but here we go. Mm. So I took a week off for last week, apparently. No, no you... I released them both at the same time. It's you... fine. Why did you take a week off? What do you mean? No, I was assuming that if I released yours on Sunday, mine, this one that we're talking in right now would come out the following Sunday, but I just release them both. Yeah, just put them both. Yeah. So I hope you got two hours. Just go guys. for it. Well, one of my friends was like, uh, Gloria, she, uh, my friends love whenever I give them a shout out. So I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> Is it Gloria? Well, Gloria, yeah. Ah, uh, she, hi, she Gloria. Was, she was trying to catch up on it. She texted me today. Um, and she was like, happy birthday. And like, I'm trying to catch up on your podcast. Like, no, it was, it was yesterday. It was Tuesday. Um, and she's like, I tried to catch up on y'all's podcast. Um, but she's like, it was just basically a lot. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> we've got like a full seven days worth of content honestly there like there's what like 12 hours that we've got on there already i mean if it's seven yeah it's about 12 hours yeah exactly because well it depends on how long the min- minnesotas are because we've got well um, the first minnesota i did was like 45 minutes okay and then last episode or last minnesota was last minnesota was like 30 minutes oh, okay so we've got about well, it's, I still just average everything in hours. So if this is going to be 9 and 10, we'll have 10 hours of content. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of content. Yep. Good luck, everyone. So <laughs> nuclear disasters, just so. like this podcast. <laughs> They're imploding. Ooh. Ooh. So I wanted to talk about something that's actually real and very scary. Uh, like I was – did I say it on the podcast or did I say it before that? Mm. Anything. The things that really scare me are things oh, that yeah, can actually happen. Yeah. Uh, so true crime, global warming, nuclear disasters, those are all, they're up there for me. Shit's fucked. They are, mm. yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're talking about nuclear disasters, um, so there's four significant ones that, that really, um, are mind-blowing really how bad they were. Tiver your shimbers? What? Tiver my shimbers. Sh- shiver your timbers. <laughs> shiver my back rolls. <laughs> Tiver my shimmers. Is that our name for the episode? I liked a bowl of a bowl uh, of something. A bowl of what? A bowl of uh, a bowl of what? A bowl of what? No, there was something I said earlier that I'll have to go back and look That's at. That's fine. Well, That's what we do best. We yeah. go back and listen to our podcast and find out and cackle all of our shitty things that we talk about when we're slightly tipsy. Cut that. <laughs> cut that whole thing. Oh, I thought they knew that we drink. Yeah, we talk about the champagne. No, I'm just saying cut. Because oh. I leave that in the podcast. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, cut that. It's still in the podcast. Oh, okay. So there's four significant ones. There's the Kishtim disaster from the 50s. Did you know about that one? No. That one is very important. Okay. There's the Three Mile Island disaster in the 70s, the Chernobyl disaster in the 80s, and the Fukushima disaster in 2011. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have time to get to Fukushima. Yeah. Um, so I'll just talk about that in a minisode. Okay. Uh, so... Chris, I know that you're going to have a lot to say about Chernobyl because of course I will, bitch. she's watched uh, the show and I basically stole the idea from you. Yeah. But because what did I say? I said, I was like, oh, I want to talk about Chernobyl. And you were like, I was going to do that, though. <laughs> I had no idea. So I was but, like, OK, fine. I'll just like chime in a whole bunch and interrupt you. So. Exactly. And I'm giving this show to you as a science. Yeah. It's your birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to me. <laughs> so this is not the... Uh, theme of spoopy, but it is spoopy. It is spoopy. Honestly, that like it gives me chills thinking about it, especially. Watching... Oh my god, your hair standing on it. <laughs> is it radiation? Yep. Oh, 
Okay, I'm not going to steal your thunder. You, you I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll end up on a soapbox at some point, but I have some it. bananas over there. What? Are, They're radioactive. Oh, good. Did you know that? No. They're radioactive. Well, honestly, everything in this world is radioactive, but a I'll get to A little bit, that. yeah, but bananas have like a significant amount of radiation. Oh, that's fun. It's because like, they sit in the sun so long? I don't know. Huh? They're like 83 microsieverts. That's and I'll tell lot. you what a microsievert is later. That's a lot. Okay, go for it. Or nanosieverts, not microsieverts. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> Um, so spoopy, spicy stuff. Um, I hope you're happy. Let me begin by stating that there have been a few more than just those four nuclear events that are recorded by the International Atomic Energy Agency, which also provides a rating of the nuclear events and degrees of severity. Uh, it was created in the fifties as an idea proposed to the UN on, uh, Wikipedia. It says it's president Eisenhower's idea, but yeah, but I, I know from American history that we were already testing shit back in the forties. Um, I mean, back in the 30s and 40s. And so, I mean, that's not – the fact that it was created in the 50s is like I'm sure there's all sorts of disasters that just no one – they just swept them underneath the rug, the nuclear rug, and just said, Shh. Well, I think it, it came about because of – I mean, America knew that other people were going to have this technology. Oh, yeah. So I mean, before. Russia tested their H-bomb in, what, 1948? And, like – Didn't read that because I, I think... wasn't looking for bombs. Okay, but I mean, it's still a huge nuclear event kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and so I mean, that's that's a significant like that's a huge significant feat. So like that stuff was uh, a big deal. Anyway, sorry, yeah. continue. So I just wanted to list all the events that they've recorded because I thought it was kind of troubling um, that I only knew about three of them before uh, beginning my research. Okay, um, because I think it's very important that people are aware of how bad it was and how it could possibly have already affected us. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just pull up my Wikipedia page because there's a lot. I hope that you have like um, information about like the atmosphere and stuff. No? No. Okay. I'll talk about that. <laughs> Let's see. Where is it? Nuclear disasters. So <clears throat> let's start at the beginning. Okay. September 29, 1957, uh, the Kishchen disaster, uh, a radiation contamination and Incident that occurred in Mayak, a nuclear fuel reprocessing reprocessing plant in Soviet Union. Uh, July 26, 1957, Simi Valley, California, partial meltdown at the Santa Susa Susana Field Laboratory sodium reactor experiment. 1957, October, Sela Field, aka Wind Scale Fire, Cumberland, United Kingdom. Fire at the British Atomic Bomb Project destroyed the core and released an estimated of 740 terabequerels of iodine-131 into the environment. Rudimentary smoke filter constructed over the main outlet chimney successfully prevented a far worse radiation leak and ensured minimal damage. January 3rd, 1961, Idaho Falls, Idaho. Explosion at the SL-1 prototype at the National Reactor Testing Station. All three operators were killed when the control rod was removed too far. October 5th, 1966, Frenchtown Charter Township, Michigan. Partial meltdown of the Fermi-1 reactor at Enrico Fermi Nuclear Generating Station number. Uh, no radiation leaked through uh, into the environment. January 21st, 1969, Lucent's reactor vowed Switzerland. On January 21st, 1969, it suffered a loss of coolant accident, leading to a partial core meltdown and massive radioactive contamination into the cavern, which was then sealed. 1975, Sosnovibor, Leningrad Oblast, Russia. There was a reportedly a partial nuclear meltdown in Leningrad Nuclear Power Plant Reactor 1. 
but that one is kept secret. The government still won't tell us about it, so they don't actually Here know. Here in how America? Bad. No, Russia. Oh, sorry. They don't know, actually know how bad that one was. Uh, December 7, 1975, Kreiswald, East Germany. Uh, electrical error causes fire in the main trough that destroys control lines and five main coolant pumps. January 5, 1976, Jovlovsky-Bunheis, Czechoslovakia. Malfunction during fuel replacement. Fuel rod ejected from reactor into the reactor hall by coolant. So the, the entire thing just blew, blew out up. into the hall. Mm. Uh, February 22nd, 1977, Jovlovsky-Bunheis, Czechoslovakia. This is a couple days after at the same power plant severe corrosion of reactor and release of radioactivity into the plant area necessitating total decommission uh march 28th 1979 three mile island which we'll get into mm. a little bit more later so i'll skip that september 15th 1984 athens alabama safety violations operator error and design problems force a six-year outage at the browns ferry unit 2 march 9th 1985 a couple or almost a year later athens alabama same power plant Instrumentation systems malfunctioned during startup, which led to suspension of all operations at all three Browns Ferry units. April 11, 1986, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Recurring equipment problems force emergency shutdown of Boston Edison's Pilgrim Nuclear Power Plant. Uh, April 6, 1986, Chernobyl. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about on that one. Mm-hmm. May 4, 1986, Hamuntrop. Ooh. I don't know about that. H-A-M-M-E-R-U-E-N-T-R-O-P. It's German. What is it? Say it again. H-A-M-M-H-U-E-N-T-R-O-P. U-N-T-R-U-N-T-R-O-P. There's no S. Untrop. Untrop. Experimental THTR-300 reactor releases small amounts of fission products to surrounding areas. March 31st, 1987, Delta, Pennsylvania. Peach Bottom Units 2 and 3 shut down to to cooling malfunctions and unexplained equipment problems. December 1987, Lycoming, New York. Malfunctions forced Niagara Power Company uh, to shut down 9 Mile Point Unit 1. March 17th, 1989, Lisby, Maryland. Uh, inspections at Calvert Cliff units one and two reveal cracks at pressurized heater sleeves, forcing extended shutdowns. March, 19, uh, March 1992, Sosnovy Bor, Leningrad, Oblast, Russia, another one that had an accident in prior years. Uh, the nuclear plant leaked radioactive gases and iodine into the air through a ruptured fuel channel. February 20th, 1996, Waterford, Connecticut, leaking valves force shutdown at Milestone Nuclear Plants 1 and 2, multiple equipment failures found. September 2nd, 1996, Crystal River, Florida, uh, balance of plant equipment malfunction forces shutdown and extensive repairs at Crystal River Unit 3. September 30th, 1999, Iribaki Prefecture, Tokaimura, nuclear accident kills two workers and expose one more to radiation levels above permissible limits. February 16, 2002, Oak Harbor, Iowa. Severe corrosion of control rod forces 24-month outage of the Davis-Bessey reactor. April 10, 2003. These are still going into the Mm, 2000s. Yeah, like recent. PAX, Hungary. Collapse of fuel rods at Pax Nuclear Power Plant Unit 2 during its corrosion cleaning led to leakage of radioactive gases. It remained inactive for 18 months. 
August 9th, uh, Fukui Prefecture, Japan. Steam explosion at the Mihama nuclear power plant kills four workers and injures seven more. <laughs> Ken! <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, July 25th, 2006, Forsmark, Sweden. Uh, an electrical fault at the Forsmark nuclear plant closed, uh, caused one reactor to be shut down. And then at the last big one, March 11th, 2011, Fukushima, Japan. Um, and I'll get into that one after. Mm-hmm. And then there was one more. Tw- uh, September 12th, 2011, Marcoul, France. One person was killed and four injured and one seriously in a blast at the Marcoul nuclear site. The explosion took place in a furnace used to melt metallic waste. Wow. So So that was a total of what? 30 or 40? Maybe more than that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. So I'm 30, yeah. And those are just the ones that were recorded. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can only imagine that, you know, in the Soviet Russia extending all the way into like East Europe, essentially just, you know, I'm sure there was a number in mm-hmm. there that just like weren't even count. And that also doesn't even count like the, um, like I was mentioning the, the bombs and stuff that happened across the world, the testings um, that just. Yep. And that fallout gets everywhere. That's what I mentioned about the atmosphere. That's, that's why I wondered if you were. <laughs> yeah. I didn't look that deeply into that's fine. it because there's so much. There's a lot. Yeah. Literally, those the the Chernobyl documents, mm-hmm. like on the World uh, Nuclear Association website, are like forty pages. Yeah. And so I just did my best of skimming. Yeah. Why do you think there was what six episodes that HBO created that was like, hey, let's go ahead and talk about this because right. there's a lot. It's time, guys. I think it's time to go ahead and talk about this. It's been thirty years. Yeah. So just heads up. Yeah. So this will this will be fun. I'm excited about it. So the first one I want to discuss is the Kishtim disaster. Okay. So um, this is one of the first, uh, and it was the third most serious nuclear accident. Okay. I haven't heard of this one. So and I think it's, it's very important because it's not common knowledge for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rated as a six on the International Nuclear and Radiation Event Scale, which is... Out of 10? Um, you know what? I need to look that up. But <laughs> the highest ever recorded is seven. Oh, okay. So that's still pretty high. Yeah. Uh, so the plants associated with Kishtim named after the, uh, are named after the town nearby uh, Mayak. They were built in the late 40s by the Soviets in an attempt to catch up with the U.S.'s new a- nuclear program and weaponry. Uh, because they were built so hastily, uh, the buildings and the factories were ag- ignoring a lot of safety precautions mm-hmm. in order to speed up the processes. I mean, that was common in Russia. Because mm-hmm. Russia was just like, build it all fast as fuck, get shit done. Because they had the Bolshevik re- re- revolution in the 20s that kind of led to communism. And mm-hmm. they were like, we're so behind on the industrial revolution because, uh, you know, Russia before that kept us in the dark. They were just like, let's catch up. And so yeah. it was just like a huge, like, um, I mean, their industrial infrastructure just basically fucked up what is modern day Eastern Europe because they just built so fast and just so ridiculously uh, that it just fucked up. Anyways, yeah. continue. Sorry. And all their buildings are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's as, just boxes. Yeah. They're just boxes of just like build it as fast as possible. I don't give a shit about safety, anything. Just fucking do it. Well, because the people who are working on the projects, they'd be sent to like work camps if they didn't finish them on time. Correct. Mm-hmm. And if they finished them quickly, then they'd be paid handsomely. Mm-hmm. So they all just rushed through everything. And just did it. Yeah. So um, I also read in my articles that they didn't know a lot about the safety precautions because the uh, Soviets stole most of their technology mm-hmm. from the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the beginning, they they just like outright dumped nuclear waste into lakes and rivers. Mm, yum. Yeah. Tasty. Directly into the nearby river of Ob and the lakes Kizlitash and Karache. They're just straight up putting nuclear, liquid nuclear, nuclear waste into water. Yeah, there's an island. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like the. Um, I could probably identify it on a map, but there's like a full on like island way in the north, like Arctic Ocean, that is just a site of just like dumped barrels of nuclear waste. That they mm. just like we need to put these places. Let's just go ahead and freeze them. Let's put them in the ocean yep. up in the middle of fucking nowhere. So. So, Lake Karachay has the prominent title of the most polluted spot on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's it's a lake nearby where people live. So, mm-hmm. little Boris is he's gonna have a little swim. He's gonna go into that lake, and he's gonna come out with uh, no skin on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of people like lived around this area, and um, the plants were more let. The people that lived around there were more or less native. They're sort of like have lived there their whole lives, and it's. Uh, it's a thousand miles east of Moscow mm-hmm. and it's really close to Kazakhstan. So it's kind of mountainous as well. So mm-hmm. these people, I mean, they've seen people before, but I imagine at that time they were kind still of secluded. Like, what the fuck is a yeah, computer? Exactly. So, so seeing all this massive technology come, they're like, uh, what is that? How do you say no in Soviet Russian and Russian? <laughs> I think it's no, no, I think it's two. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I looked, up, I looked up all these places on Google Earth so I could really get a, a sense of geography on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nearest city, Chelyabinsk, uh, which is where the people who worked in the plants lived, uh, it's still there, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of kilometers from this lake that mm-hmm. is still heavily polluted. Um, it has, there's people living there and they have a mall that has a Zara. Mm-hmm. So people are like legit living there. If it has a Zara, that means it's an actual city. Well, I also wrote that they can get the latest fashions quickly, okay. which is very important to That's, people like that. Especially in Soviet Russia. Yeah, because oh, you know Soviet they're going to die before their 40s. Yeah, so exactly. They need to get them They quickly. just have the clothes that will be <coughs> radiating beauty. <laughs> See what I did there? radiating beauty. <laughs> Gosh, this blouse is so shiny. Why is it also making my skin melt? <laughs> I look so tan. All I did was put this shirt on. Um, so... I didn't write that in there either, but apparently this guy, uh, no, that's part of Chernobyl. I'll talk about when I get to Chernobyl. Okay, good. So the incident occurred in 1957. One of the cooling tanks associated with the factories was contain, uh, contained 70 to 80 tons of liquid radiation waste. Uh, it failed and it wasn't repaired. This led to the temperature in the tank to rise and it eventually exploded. The explosion was said to be equivalent of 100 tons of TNT. It blew through the 160-ton concrete lid of the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one died in the explosion, but the explosion released 22 megacuries of radiation. Um, most of the radioactive fallout settled around the tank and in the Tetsch River, but uh, two megacuries of the radioactive uh, fallout blew up, lifted into the air in a big plume of smoke, 
uh, and it spread the fallout over 300 to 350 kilometers to the east, affecting an estimated 800 to 2,000 square kilometers of land. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now the name, the East Ural Radioactive Trace. And it, I looked it up. It's it's really long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, the air just takes it and uh, you know does what it does with it. It just falls out over the top of it, and just the trees, the wildlife. The, I mean, everything there just is immediately irradiated. Yeah, it it went through like probably twenty, thirty towns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far as I could tell, there's no exclusion zone for it. No. so you can just walk around out there. Yeah. Um. So. What's the most fucking wild about this is that uh, after the event, nobody told any of the surrounding villagers. The government kept it totally hush. And just said, no, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, awesome. They uh, didn't tell them for seven days, for a full week to two weeks. That you're being attacked Constantly by two irradiated. megatons, mega, mega, mega curies of just radiation. shit tons of radiation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love when that happens. Yep. I love to be baked from the inside from the out. the inside out. Literal microwave. So uh, the villages of Berdanish, Setlikovo, and Galakievo had a combined population of about 1,000 people. Uh, and the average dose of radiation they received over the time was 520 microsieverts. Are you going to define microsieverts? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Good. So one microsievert is the maximum dose allowed by the U.S. government established for citizens. So okay. you and I get one microsievert of radiation every year. Okay. Uh, flight attendants receive about 1.7 microsieverts. Uh, 500 sieverts is the occupational dose limit for anybody in the U.S. Um, so that's dental techs or people who use x-rays or uh, MRIs. CAT okay. Scans. So people who are actively part of like irradiating techniques yes uh one sievert is the maximum allowed for astronauts uh and four to five sieverts is the 50 50 lethal dose uh if received in a short duration and then how much did you say they received? they got 520 micro sieverts and it doesn't specify if that's per day or that's just when they measured them at the end hmm. that's that's a good point so i imagine if it's that they're getting that every day and you said that human, like normal Americans, are allowed one microsievert. Yes. Hmm. Um, so the Soviets did what they love to do. They tried to cover that cover shit up. up. Cover girl. Put, Put the that micro- secrets in your head. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Uh, so they did a decent job until there, there were really only vague reports in Austrian newspapers about a nuclear accident in 1959. Um, it wasn't until 1976 when Jorez Medvedev who was a biologist and uh, agrologist uh, mm-hmm. and a historian who also visited Chernobyl uh, at the accident when he's like, uh, when the Soviets finally started um, doing something. They, th- they call it glosnas, which is when you're like free and open with information. Oh, okay. So he went back and but looked did, this up. Wait, did that really ever happen? Uh huh. That was happened that right after, after the Chernobyl. Fall of- oh. Gorbachev put it into policy mm. in 1986, I guess. Mm. Interesting. Four years later, there's no uh, Soviet Union. Because, yeah, I thought that was very, like, um, I thought it was kept very hush hush for a very long time. And not very long time, but, like, I mean, from what I saw, it was like. What, Chernobyl? Yeah. Chernobyl, they kept it a secret for a couple days, but Sweden was like. Something's happening. 
we are detecting a lot of radiation. Yeah. So something happened. Yeah. You did something. Yeah. And they denied it. And I'll talk about that in general. Okay. Sorry. That, uh, that means you know more than me because I that wasn't clear in the, the show. I've watched <laughs> some documentaries, bitch. <laughs> uh, so he provided the first verifiable information about the incident. And what he described is horrific, mm-hmm. horrific and terrifying. Mm-hmm. So he's quoted as saying, the people had a mass hysteria. The skin would slough off their faces and hands for anywhere that they had exposed skin. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have for Christian. But uh, it's crazy that they let them sit there for seven days in this irradiated mass. And yeah. Didn't, didn't even tell them. I, I don't know how many people died. It doesn't give me a death. Well, when you that. have that much like n- misunderstanding of like uh, that intensive technology, like that's, uh, uh, that's something you don't really toy with. Like, Oh, Hey, you just got exposed to a nuclear bomb. Uh, hope you have fun like yeah. bye like that what what are you gonna i don't even know the fact that they were thinking about like handling something that they didn't understand whatsoever just kind of like baffles me it's just like kind of i guess once again from a scientific perspective it's like if you are actually having real scientists build this they should i mean it's the soviet union i guess there's really no speaking out there like it was there was no way like if you didn't do it like you said you go to work camp so yeah i guess i can see how how it happened but at the same time it's like why did yeah. you allow this to happen? I just, I just think it's so stupid that you don't know what you're dealing with. And you may have read a couple things in some journal mm-hmm. that you stole mm-hmm. that says it's dangerous, but mm-hmm. people text and drive and they know that's dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess, it, I mean, it's truly telling of what people are like. The I, lack of like understanding and the lack of care, especially when they're trying to, once again, prove like oh soviet russia is like a the best know, force to com- the yeah, exactly forced to reckon with they're like oh well we've got nuclear technology we're the best and it's like uh you have it but are you handling it like those are two very different things yeah um yeah so <clears throat> then i want to travel across the world to america and talk mm-hmm. about our worst nuclear event Woo-hoo. so uh the three mile island incident um the wikipedia article that i read is super disheartening, and I fucking heard that. Good. <laughs> Chris opened the wine while I'm talking. Like trying to keep it quiet. And it was just like <laughs> squeak, squeak. So um, it was really disheartening to read this Wikipedia article because there was like, can you hear the bubbles? A little bit. Oh damn. Should I get um, closer? Yeah. Oh my god. Fizz, 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 fizz. Can you hear that? Though? Okay, yeah. Good. Um, there's like 10 paragraphs on their Wikipedia article. Is that, that's a lot. No? No. Oh, not enough? As opposed to the other ones. I feel like it was more than uh, Ebola. Wait, no, I didn't even use Wikipedia. I used CDC. Kishin had like pages. Oh, wow. Chernobyl has like pages and like 17 linked articles to it. And Three Mile Island is just like. From, from what I understand of Three Mile Island, which is not much, so you're welcome to correct me as much as possible. Um, and it's, once again, maybe that's American propaganda that tried to cover this up as well. Um, but from what I understand, it was more like a, a, a fart, I guess, if you will, a, a, like a metaphor. It wasn't like a full-on like nuclear disaster, but it was more of like a, um, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, but they actually like kept 
they followed procedures for the most part after things were kind of falling apart and kept it under wraps. And then they just spit out a bunch of nuclear stuff in the air and said, achoo. Well, yeah. Kind of? Okay. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, cool. Um, On a rating of, you know, on the the Mm. INES ratings, it's a five. Okay. So still high. Yeah. It's one step lower or two steps lower than Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. So the Wikipedia page was stupid, but the World Nuclear Association had decent information about it. So that's where I got most of this. So it happened on Three Mile Island, which I can only assume is an island that is about three miles long. Mm, I'm, I'd probably say a little longer. 3.2? Mm. 3.2 miles. Is it like a 5K? <gasps> Go run there. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Radiation. <laughs> I'm dying. So, Wait, wasn't... This is a callback, I think. Wasn't um, uh, Amityville... What? <laughs> Amityville was on Three Mile Island, wasn't it? No, it's on Long Island, New York. Isn't that close? No, this is in Harrisburg, Virginia. I was just about to say, or Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Cool. Then I'm glass, I, glad I do not know I'm my geography whatsoever. Did, what? You just said, I glass eye. I glass eye. I'm it's, glad you have glass eye. I have glass eye. So the plant was built in 1974 and it's still in service today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had two reactors and the incident occurred at reactor number two at 4 a.m. on the 28th of March, 1979. There was a malfunction of the secondary cooling circuit, which had made the coolant and the primary system rise to dangerous levels. This prompted the system to shut down. They stopped the nuclear process and started removing the residual heat from the core with the water cooling system. So it malfunctions. They are going into shutdown, which mm-hmm. is what I feel like everybody should have done in all of these situations. As at five. Sorry. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so the... They stopped the nuclear process and started removing the residual heat from the core with the water cooling system. While the reactor was shutting down, one of the relief valves, whose purpose was to let off excess steam, steam, jammed open. Mm -hmm. So the water cooling system was losing most of its water. Everything was being boiled away. um, Into radioactive steam. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, no, no, no. Not yet. Oh, not yet? Okay. No, it's just water now. Okay, okay. Um, So... The staff was aware that they were losing water, um, but they they uh, they didn't know that the water was being replaced. So the it it was pumping new water in, but the scientists were like, "That's not we're right." We're losing water. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's getting the system is pressurized. It's highly pressurized. So they cited that as a problem. If you're putting more water in, it's getting more pressurized, mm-hmm. and that's it's going because they didn't up. know it was open. They didn't know it was open. Oh, okay. So when when the valve that they're talking about sticks or when it sticks when they turn it on a light flashes mm-hmm. but that's just a signal that's saying we've sent the command to the pvot valve telling it to open but it, they don't know that it's still open yes they assume that when the light blinks red because it blinks for 10 seconds or it doesn't blink it guns on for 10, 10 seconds and then goes off they assumed that when the light went off that means that the valve closed again but all it does is just send a signal that says we've opened it. Mm-hmm. So they don't know that the valve is open still. Mm. Um, the, so the lack of cooling agents sends the core into a meltdown. So it is just re- heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, the operators were unaware of the re- relief valve jam and subsequently couldn't assess the problem with the reactor. Uh, the open valve of the cooling system spreads radionucleotides spe- spewing about in the radiation t- uh, reaction chamber. Um, and the World Nuclear Association addresses the route of the shutdown as a deficient uh, control panel. 
um, and the lack of emergency and response training. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the end, the core was only partially melted and it was allegedly never in any risk of explosion. um, And the radionucleotides were restricted to the chamber uh, because there were HEPA filters that caught them uh, before they were exposed to the outside environment. Only the noble gases were released and they posed no significant threat. Mm -hmm. That was air quotes for everyone. Xenon. Yeah. Um, So they... uh, Apparently, there was no problem with it to the Mm -hmm. local population. But I read in other places that the rates of cancer uh, have increased in that area mm-hmm. over what they had before. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, and a bunch of company or a bunch of uh, protesters always try to shut down that that location. Yeah, it's still see, running. See, the way that I had the like my story before that, I way I had heard of it was very much that they were just like pumping cooling into it. But I had heard that the steam that was in there was being uh, uh, irradiated. So yes, uh, after some time. Yeah, but it's releasing into the reaction chamber, which I thought the steam is pumped was being pumped out. So it's it's a room. Yeah. Um. So it. I mean, the only way that the air gets out of that room is through these filters. Oh, okay. So they were claiming that it was the air was the being air in filtered. the plant is highly radioactive. Yeah. But it's not it's being filtered before it gets out supposedly yeah which i I don't know how a hepa filter does that i don't know either high particular uh, higher energy particulate air filter how do you stop radiation i don't know about radiation but we used to use those whenever i worked at the medical center we used a double hepa hepa filter that was supposed to be for providing the cleanest air for our animals and stuff so it was like a big thing that the hepa filters had to be working properly and blah 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 or else you'd be in sort of all sorts of violations and whatnot. Um, but I don't know about radiation. I don't know how they'd be able to stop I that intense radiation. I don't imagine radiation. how it would stop it. Yeah. But th- from what I had studied, I also studied this back in like junior high. So I could definitely be very wrong. Uh, but the there was just so much steam that they, the filters were not functioning properly and that they basically had to just like release the steam and like what they had. And that's why I called it like a fart because they were just like, this is everything shutting down. And this is the only way that we can basically stop this is to just release the steam very rapidly um, and just like get it out. And so that's why there was like a small puff of radiation, ra- radiation, radiation, radiation. Yeah. Radiation. Yeah. Um, so I, this, I mean, this is the information from the world. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I'm going to believe that more than anything that I studied in uh, eighth grade. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure. It doesn't really specify whether or not the world nu- nuclear organization is an American organization or it's something that's, from a, a non non nuclear country, yeah. Um, but I thought it was very uh, suspicious. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, both both accounts from both countries, especially in the middle of the Cold War between Russia and the United States, are uh, shadowy. AF. Shadow, like shady, shady as fuck. Like that is not. Uh, both both these countries are basically racing each other to try and say like, hey, I'm the head bitch in charge. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it there's there's no way that they weren't hiding secrets from each other and still not hiding secrets to this day. Like, yeah, here's I, getting into conspiracy theories a little bit. <laughs> well, there is plenty of conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theories exactly. in this too. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to plenty of Chernobyl uh, uh, stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they were saying about how when the Challenger exploded mm-hmm. in 1986, uh, the Russians quickly went to international news and said, see, this is why America can't be trusted with technology. Just to basically cover up Chernobyl? 
Just to say, look how good we're doing. Oh yeah, our okay. rockets don't explode. Yeah, they exactly. don't know how to use it. Yeah, I mean, it was it's all it was just like a big like. Ooh, I'm better than you. Ooh, it's basically like walking down um, uh, Mantra's Boulevard and, and saying, seeing. Look it. how big my dick is. Exactly, comparing yourself with any homosexual that was slightly inconveniencing, inconveniencing you at some point in your life. You're like, mm, mm, look at me now. Mm, yeah, mm. but they shouldn't have inconvenienced me. Just saying. I mean, just just saying. Just saying. I, look how amazing. Look at this hair. It is on. What do the kids say? On fleek. I think they say wig. Uh, okay, wig. Okay, wig. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get to talk about your favorite one. I am so pumped for this. We're going back to Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not going back to Russia. We're going to Soviet uh, Union, yeah. which is now Ukraine. USSR. So we're in Chernobyl. Okay. Um, we partially chose this topic for the event just because of the HBO series, of course. Uh, but also, that, that I mean, that is very, it's lit AF. It's spoopy. And I know you have a lot to add, so please mm-hmm. chime in whenever you Absolutely. Find uh, the Chernobyl Power Complex was built in 1970, uh, between 1970 and 1972. 77. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, they built the first and the second reactors. Mm-hmm. There's four total, right? There's four total. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they added two more in 1983. Mm-hmm. So that's the third and the fourth. But once again, reactor. they're building this shit like fast as like, fuck because they're come like, the fuck exactly. On. Like we just need to get nuclear power out there. Which is crazy because, uh, well, I mean, it makes sense because the plant is located 130 kilometers from the now capital of Ukraine, Kiev, Mm -hmm. which is when at the time it was the capital of of that portion of the USSR, but it was still, I wouldn't consider that a country. It's part of the USSR. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Ukraine. It was like, I guess, more of a region. It was a state. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's 130 kilometers from Kiev. And about 20 kilometers south of Belarus, mm-hmm. right on the border, on the river Pripyat at a tributary of the uh, Dnieper River, which is mm-hmm. one of the biggest rivers in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the workers at the plant lived in the uh, nearby city of Pripyat, which was built specifically for the plant. Uh, again, Soviet-style city, lots of square, cold-looking buildings. Um, I think they ha- they have like a Ferris wheel. That's yeah, they interesting. do. There's still pictures of it, like a. Like a massive Ferris wheel. It's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> there's Let like a giant lake. There's a giant river and forests, and that's all you got. And and the power plant. Like, there's been plenty. I've seen plenty of like over the head, uh, not overhead. Um, what am I? Overhead satellite. The aerial. There you go. Aerial is what I'm looking for. Um, like pictures of Chernobyl. And it's just like you see a Ferris wheel. You see these giant like box apartments Buildings. that look like they're fucked up already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see a power plant and a lake and trees. That's yeah. all. That's all that Chernobyl is. You want to know some shit? Mm, always. In that's 2011, the point of this podcast. It was, it, 2011, it was declared a, a recreational tourist destination. Um, no, thank you. I think I will maybe not go there. I watched I watched some documentaries about people that will go in and they walk around and they film it for you and, and all that. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, it's not. It's still. It's still definitely it's radioactive. Still, yeah, you don't um, want to be there for more than like a half a few. Day. Yeah, few hours. And you're not going near the power plant. Oh no, nowhere near. You can go to Pripyat, mm-hmm. which is still three kilometers away. Yeah. From the actual Chernobyl. And plant. also, why do people want to go do that? Like, I don't understand. People who want to go do that are people who don't understand radiation, or if they're smart, are people who do understand radiation will actually wear proper protection for it. Like, yeah. I, I just, I don't understand people. Well, I mean, apparently if you're walking around with at least like a, a respirator a respirator mask, mm. you're okay. You're mm. still, I mean, you're getting radiation, yeah. but it's not 
something that you should be extremely worried about. You're getting radiation from the sun too, yeah. but it's still, you know. So different. I'm happy that they're going because I want to know about it, but I'm not going. Precisely. Yeah. So <clears throat> the surrounding 30 mile radius from the plant, there is approximately 115,000 to 135,000 restaurant residents. Mm-hmm. Um, the plant had specifically been designed with uh, RBMK reactors. And I'm not going to try to say that one. I already tried yeah, to say it. Th- I understand what they are. They're basically reactors that have like graphite down the bottom. Um, and well, I'm sure that'll, it, uh, hopefully you will. Graf- the graphite regulators, or the graphites are moderators, they say. So mm-hmm. it kind of like holds things in place. Mm-hmm. Um, the base of the, the plant is still. Yeah, but metal. like the tip of the rods. Uh, do continue. Okay. I'm not going to spoil anything. So, um, the major cause of the accident was the design of these reactors. Mm-hmm. They were made by Soviets, and they were like the first ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so early in the morning of uh, April 26th, the power plant was initiated a routine shutdown. However, they were to conduct an experiment in the shutdown process to determine how long the turbines would spin and supply power to the main circulating pumps following a loss of main electrical power. Um, because after, in a shutdown process, uh they have diesel generators on backup, but they take 50 seconds to, to start up mm-hmm. to help to pump water into the reactor to cool it down. Yeah. Um, but that's t- way too long. Exactly. Like you, you, you have to continue like pumping things. And so if you shut things down, you have to make sure that things are still, um, the power, power, the power still flowing. Exactly. So they yeah. want to see how long the power turbines will continue to spin to make sure there's still power going before the diesel like power generators kick back Can, in. Come yeah. on. Yeah. And in the HBO series, they say a minute, but 50 seconds. If that's what you got, then that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, uh, okay, girl. Okay. That is the science behind it because we are scientists. Uh, Z Y P H. The pH is silent. The P- uh, there's also P H G H in. T Y S K S T E. So they've done this test before, but they were not happy with the results. Uh, so they installed new voltage regulators to improve the result. So it, twice. What? According to HBO, it said twice, but I I don't know. Like they had done it the experiment twice before this. Oh, they did it three times. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but it failed every time. Every single and time. This, this last time was supposed to, these voltage regulators were supposed to take the power from the turbines, mm-hmm. hold on to it, and release it at a steady flow so yeah. that it would essentially Continue work. for a, a, a minute. Um, they, I mean, it from their, their science documents, it was, that was the solution. But, uh, of course, Soviet style... They're not going to test anything in a, like a smaller environment. They're just going to go right to town. On, Let's fucking on get guy. it done. Let's do it. So they proceeded with the shutdown, only to be paused by the electrical load dispatcher, who halted the t- halted uh, because the nearby town was still requesting more power. So they they uh, get a call from this guy, and he's like, "No, no, no. It's still peak hours. Please continue to supply electricity." Well, that's uh, why they did it at, at at they started at midnight, right? Yeah, but yeah, another was- another local power plant had blacked out so well no they were they were planning on doing it at like six or seven in the evening yes before the day shift left yeah exactly and then they they rescheduled it for midnight because they didn't have enough power from the other town yes yeah, okay no i think they did it twice i think the first time was because they said don't do it during peak hours mm-hmm. uh and then they asked again and he said 
another power plant just went out. Can you stay on for a while? Uh, but eventually he gives the go ahead and um, the experiment continues. Mm-hmm. So due to the back and forth with the plant, uh, with the with the electrical load dispatcher, um, the day shift left, the evening shift left, and the night shift was on now, graveyard yeah. shift. And they're the only ones who really didn't know the how to do the is, experiment. Yeah, people who had been on for two or three months and like, yay, cheers. Yeah, and the guy <laughs> who uh, was running the plant, I, I think it was Akamov, it was an Akamov. Akamov is just a guy that was there. No, it was, yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Start with a V, oh, I think. One of these days. Well, no, usually I have all my facts together. What's his name? Uh, the, the, Valeri? Valimi? No. Um, what is his name? I'm going to have to cut out a whole bunch of stuff. Dyatlov. Yes, that one. Antonita and Anatoly Dyatlov. And that was a scientist. He's the head engineer. Okay. Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, got it. He's in charge of the shift changeover. Um, So he says, okay, I still want to do it anyway, because if we don't do it, my boss is going to be fucked up. Yeah, exactly. And like the once again, Soviet. Uh, situation, you fuck up with the Soviets, you're uh, going to you work. You somehow disappear. Like yep. you're gone from everyone's lives in all of history. So uh, the plant, the plant is steadily dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, they, their megawatts are below the suggested level for the experiment. Now suggested level is between 700 and a thousand megawatts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're operating at 30. Mm-hmm. So they removed some of the control rods to wait, raise the wattage of the experiment. So the things that are, safeguards to help the 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 reactor from getting too crazy mm-hmm. they're just pulling them out yeah so the the recommended amount is 15 they have eight mm-hmm. in uh so they stabilize just around uh 200 megawatts uh it's still well below the suggested level and proceed with the shutdown uh while in the shutdown the reactor went into power excursion and rapidly gained more megawatts which ruptured the fuel elements mm-hmm. so the the power in the power plant is just like growing out of control yeah and like there's like a full like flow chart of different things that like you do this you have to do this you do this you do have to do this and like if there's certain things that are just not uh done then it creates like either a extreme positive pressure or an extreme negative pressure and it basically just creates what happens so mm-hmm. so they say that they're they're um rods the they're negative ion mm-hmm. based um, and when you're pulling them out, that makes the reactor like go wild. Very positive, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, the, what, they called it the net uh, net positive or something like that, net positive reaction or something. Net. I read about it, but it was too sciencey for me. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't include that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, the fuel elements are rupturing. Um, they lead to a large production of steam because it's in an enclosed space mm-hmm. and water is flowing all around this. So now the fuel elements are exposed, water's getting in there, superheating, lots and lots of steam. Yeah, pressurized steam that's mm-hmm. not really going anywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. So as the water cools, um, the fuel elements boil it away. Uh, the pressure in the reactor rose quickly and detached itself from the support plate, which jammed the rods into a halfway position. Mm-hmm. So the only way that they could stop the reaction are now jammed. You mm-hmm. can't lower them any further. Um, 
apparently at that time uh, they told to like the interns to go down and do it by hand, mm-hmm. which they can't be done mechanically. They're not done by gravity. You definitely can't do it by no. hand. Like if they can't be forced into place like by the these giant machines, how the fuck are they planning on getting us, these two men to be able to figure this out? Like, yeah. This happens in the the series as well. (laughs) So uh, the pressure in the reactor rose and attached itself. Water pipes that were channeling into the reactor burst from Mm -hmm. the steam. So the pipes that are feeding water into the reactor open. Water's not getting in there anymore. Um, It drastically depressurized the chamber. chamber. Um, That was the first explosion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the second uh, explosion was uh, from the buildup of hydrogen. So Mm -hmm. it's a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. Uh, and it blows up, and it blows through the roof of the structure. It ejects fuel, pieces of the graphite moderator, uh, the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that, how much was the? Did you write this down? How much did the um, the lid? How much did it weigh? It was like 180 tons. That that lid that was sitting on top of this full reaction chamber, like that's do math for me. 400,000 pounds sitting on top of that was just blown into the sky, like. Yep. With that intense of an explosion, 400,000 pounds just, like, blown into the sky. Just baffled me. And they were um, there were reports of, like, watching before the explosion uh, of people who, I guess, somehow survived seeing it. They seeing, said it was, like... Seeing them bouncing. Yeah. Like, um, you know those things that, like, you... The, those metal needles that you, like, put your hand in and you could see, like, your hand go through? That's the way that it was basically described. They were just, like, these... Almost, like, pins and needles just bouncing up and down. Like... Hundreds of thousands of pounds, just like bouncing like a children's toy. Yep. Crazy. They said that, and apparently people that were near the reactor in other rooms separated by concrete said Mm -hmm. that the concrete was waving. Oh, that's also fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, it started a number of fires, and the core was completely exposed to the Mm -hmm. environment. Uh, Only two employees died as a result of the explosion. Mm -hmm. Um, One was, like, watching the the water flow and... Mm -hmm. He was vaporized as soon as it, it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one, I think it was, uh, I need to go back and look, but I think it was one of the guys that went down to check. Uh, it was. If the control rods could yeah. be lowered. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the most massive dose of radiation mm-hmm. that uh, he lived only a couple hours afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so there would be more. Uh, there, There's uh, fires. Of course. So they call in the fire brigade. Dyatlov calls in the fire brigade. And uh, about 100 firefighters from Pripyat and and the Chernobyl plant come. And they start to try to put out the fires. Not Uh, knowing what is even burning. Nope. They're just like, oh, there's a fire. We have to try and put out some fire. Put water on it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they received a a very, very large dose of radiation as well. Mm -hmm. Uh the 500 firefighters from the plant in nearby Prepyat, they received uh, 200,000 sieverts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, four to five sieverts is yeah. what kills you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and there were like descriptions of people who were like out there, like spraying the water, thinking that the water was coming off the fo- hoses somehow, but it was really their, their bodies melting. Like there was water falling off of them. Yeah. Like that's how intense the radiation was. Yeah, I didn't see that. I just yeah. saw, like I said, I watched episode one, so I watched the yeah. guy pick up the graphite moderator, and his hand is burned within yeah. a couple minutes. Seconds, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, they they get some really bad radiation. Um, and then they waited a whole day to evacuate Pripyat. Yep. Um, by April 27th, uh, Pripyat was evacuated. I read some stories about, like, uh, this guy. He said he went out that morning and he tanned on his roof. And he went to show all his friends. He said, look how tan I got. Look at what a nice tan I got. But he was burned from burned. radiation. Yeah. yeah. There, um, there were, apparently was a huge report of like all of the people in the nearby town that went to this like specific bridge. Um, I don't know. Did you write about the bridge at all? It's like the, called like the Bridge of Death or Bridge of Something, like in in the Chernobyl area that they went and like stood at this bridge because you could see like this weird ominous light coming off of like it wasn't just fire; it was radiation basically flying into the atmosphere, the core like shining in the atmosphere early in the morning. Um, and like these people like stood on the bridge, and there's apparently no known survivors from anyone who stood on that bridge hmm. during that night. Like there was hundreds of people that went out there, and they all died. Yeah. I, I was listening to some of the news programs from that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they 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 didn't have a whole lot of Russian ones. The state mm-hmm. state didn't cover it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one private uh, Russian media firm that covered it, but they didn't have telecast. It, mm-hmm. it was just newsprint. Uh, but the American ones were like they called this these you know trade advisors or foreign tourism advisors of of the USSR and they're like, uh, we don't know what you're talking about. People are here in like flocks and droves. Pripyat is banging. Yeah. Everything's fine. Just it's fine. having a fucking party. Yeah. We're getting ready for May day. Yeah. It's Chris's birthday. Let's party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <it is>. <laughs> That's we're having your birthday party this yeah. year. Get in the helicopter. Bitch. Nine, or two, what, 2019. <laughs> I was like, what year is it? Hold on. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and um, Russia totally denied it until mm-hmm. Sweden was like, Tips. yo, mm-hmm. some shit is going on. Yeah. Um, but we also had, like, a lot of uh, inner workings, like, of people in Russia that were like, uh, uh-uh, something's happening. Like, yeah. Let's get this going. Well, in, initially, uh, apparently, they don't have a big command structure of talking to your betters about mm-hmm. things that are wrong. Yeah. So nobody even told Gorbachev at the time. They just said... It was an explosion. It's fine. We took care of it already. It's We're going to get that reactor back up and running in like by May, May the 5th for the celebration. Though they were thinking within a week that they could, or two weeks, they could just get everything back up and running. Yep. And restart the power plant. So also um, during that time, reactors one and two and three were all still running. Yeah. And they shut down three a little bit later. But it took them a, like a month to shut down reactors one and two. Even though there was a lot that was not functioning, uh, like the water coolants and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yep. So I think they might might have had their own um, enclosed systems to where mm-hmm. it wasn't affected by that. But still, you're running this plant and you got people in the building. Yeah. You're fucking dumb. Yeah, exactly. So Pripyat's evacuated the next day. Uh, and then by May 14th, people with a th- within a 30-mile radius were evacuated. Mm-hmm. So that's um, a ton of cities. Yeah. And all of this radiation is going to Belarus, which is uh, it's another Soviet state. Mm-hmm. So I'm and they can take care of it the yeah. same way. But, um, yeah, I thought it was just wild that it took you that extra amount of time to realize 
Hmm. Probably more than just, you know, 10 kilometers around the plant. That's Yeah, but like almost no one in the power plant was um, admitting to anything. They were just like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's We're just keep going. It was like a couple scientists. One of them was a woman, uh, which, you know, at the time in Soviet Union was unheard of. Uh, she was part of like the Soviet um, Institute oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Belarus. Um, and she is um, just like full on going investigator mode, like something the fuck is going on. And she's like yeah. telling everyone take iodine, like uh, because if you don't, the iodine one fifty one is good in your system. And you're just gonna become irradiated and you're gonna die of cancer like immediately. Um, and so she's talking to this other scientist that has been called to kind of assess the situation who is like, you guys need to get everyone the fuck out of here. Like this is a huge fucking deal. Like this is a disaster. Yeah, and so like these two scientists were basically the people who saved uh, all of Eastern all Europe. of these people, all of Eastern Europe from complete and utter disaster, uh, from what could have become even more of a, like a ecological and m- m- massive worldwide disaster. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that woman, she she single handedly saved it. She went mm-hmm. down into the basement and and uh, let out this radioactive water. They went swimming in this radioactive water. So they could uh, release these valves to mm-hmm. let this water out because once the um, elephant's foot, the the corium, the mm-hmm. melted core of the reactor, if it were to reach that water, it would have created another explosion. Yeah, which because would have been worse. I I might be like uh, not following my like chain of events properly, but they had put boron on top of the core to kind of stop the Sand fire. boron to yes. stop the fire, but then it was so heavy. That it caused, created, lo- like it reacted and created like a, a radioactive lava, essentially, mm-hmm. that was going to like burrow down into the water system, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it had gone further, um, it's melting down past layers of concrete through the reactor into mm-hmm. the basements. Um, mm-hmm. And when the firemen were trying to put out the fire, they sprayed a whole lot of water. Water's collected in the basements now. Mm-hmm. If it reaches that, then... Um, it can explode, mm-hmm. which is one of it would have been. I think they said like ten Hiroshima bombs. Yeah. So no, they said a hundred. I think they said that on um, on the show. They said like a hundred Hiroshima bombs, uh, like the equivalent of that. Yeah. Like it would have blown up like nearby cities and just created decimated de- all yeah. of Eastern Europe and yeah. made it uninhabitable for hundreds of hundreds thousands of, of years. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they that woman and two other scientists dove down into this water complete in the dark, helped to drain it out. They died when they were down there of irradiation because that water was like heavily, heavily irradiated. Um, and okay, then I think we're talking about different women, but yes, <laughs> no, it's the same. Cause I know that she sent, she sent, I mean, scientists were sent or not scientists. People were sent down there as divers to do that. And they were basically just sent to their death. Hmm. Let me find her. I can't remember any of their names because they're all very Russian and not common to me. But no, she was like an instrumental part in like all of this because she she was in Belarus when the explosion happened and she was getting signals of uh, the 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 curies the um, like radiation. Rada? No. Valentina Svechchenko? Svechchenko, yes. She was um, like the major... She like even got arrested at some point because she was like 
I'm going to tell everyone about this. And they were like, yeah. um, the fuck you will. No, and they arrested her. It wasn't her. Uh, the, the ones that went down there were Valerie Leg- Legasov, Yvegny Velikov, and Yuri Israel. Maybe it was Legasov. That also... What did you say her name was? Valerie Legasov? Uh-huh. She's the first deputy director of the Kurachatov Institute of Atomic Energy. Oh, then that was her. No, no. Legasov was the man. Legasov was the major scientist uh, who he was like in charge of. Oh, um, shit. It is a man. What? Yeah. I just saw Valerie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Legasov was the scientist that was like a big deal that was like. You need to listen to me. I'm in charge of all of this. Um, no, it was a woman. I know it was a woman. Can we push pause real fast? Uh-huh. My dad is calling me. <laughs> yes. So I was not wrong. It was Valerie, but it was a different Valerie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Valerie with an I, not Valerie with a Y. Okay, yeah. Valerie Bezpolov. Yes. Vagas- uh, v- Vagasov was very uh, important. I'm trying to remember all the names from all this. Um yeah, I mean, he was, like, instrumental in saving all of everyone from all of this stuff. Um, but he, once again, was very much uh, um, putting himself in the middle of all of this to see, to save everyone, essentially. Yeah. So, there's that. Anyway, so sorry. Was, I, it's kind of, I'm kind of derailing your story, and I'm, I'm sorry for that. It's, I'm at it's the just end a lot. Anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, it was Alexei Anan- Anandko, Valerie Bezpalov. And Boris Baranov, yeah, who worked in the plant, who knew where where everything was, mm-hmm. and they went down there. Yeah, they sent them down in like these scuba suits, essentially. And the scuba suits at the time were those big metal. Well, that's not even that long ago, so no, they had no, actual scuba suits. Wet suits. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, and they died down there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's really Chernobyl. Yeah, I mean, th- a lot of the like major players of all of this stuff um, were uh, Legasov and I have to find her name because I will recognize it as soon as I find out. I didn't mm-hmm. say it already? No. Um, it wasn't Valentina Shvenchko? Shvenchenko? Shvenchko or something. Shvenchko. Shvenchko. Yeah. Chairman of the president of Verkhonov Rada, Supreme Soviet of the Ukrainian SSR. No, that's not her. No, she was like in in Belarus. Um, Belarus, Belarus. I don't know how to say that. Belarus. Well, some people say it with the S and some people don't. <laughs> well, we say it with the S. Okay. In this household, we say it with the S. Um yeah, so she was um, kind of like the first person that was like, shit's fucked up. Shit's happening. Like, we need to go, like, make things happen. Like, get in there right now. And so she was um, in in Belarus, I believe, or Kiev. I don't know. But she immediately was like, uh, she was working on her own independently without actually knowing what was happening. Just saying, like, there is something in the vicinity that is giving off a shit ton of radiation. And, like, we are... Uh, se- several kilometers from from any of this. So like the fact that we're getting this, there's something close here. So she's like, M- something must have happened at Chernobyl. And so she goes to Chernobyl by herself, and that's when uh, the gossip is already like 
been called in because he's it was apparently this like very high up and they're like hey we think we have this thing that like you should probably take a look at and like you know let us know what's happening and he's like get everyone out right now are you talking uh, did you see it did you read about it or is it from the show it's from the show she's fake no she's real no i thought i read somewhere that she's fake no she there was uh, like it's uh, it talks about her at the end of the the thing they talk about like all the real players and she was she was in it hmm yeah, she's a, she's a real person. I saw some kind of like ten things that you saw about Chernobyl that weren't true. No, she w- she was in it. Yeah, she yeah. they talk about her at the end. Unless she's not real. Unless unless Shavinshkov Shev- is just more dramatized in the show than whatever. But I mean, she was very much like um, uh, a real player in the whole whole thing. Yeah, I think she might be. Uh, dramatized dramatized a bit okay well anyway because it just says here that the chairman of the president of the Verkhovna Rada Supreme Soviet of the Ukraine SSSR recalled that Ukraine's acting minister of internal affairs Vasil Durdinets phoned her at work at nine o'clock to report current affairs only at the end of the conversation did he add there's been a fire at Chernobyl Um, and he said there's nothing to be concerned about people are celebrating a wedding others are gardening and others are fishing and then she spoke to over the phone to Vladimir Chervitsky, head of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of Ukraine and the de facto head of state, who said he anticipated a delegation of the state commission headed by the deputy chairman of the Council of Ministers of USSR. Hmm. Then I guess she's dramatized. But anyways, Legasov was very much a real person who like made sure that all shit was happening. Um, and I mean, a lot of different things happened to ensure... Um, like the, the the lava that was happening underneath, they had to drain the water. Um, and then after that, they called in miners to like dig in underneath the concrete to like make sure that it didn't get into the water source underneath mm-hmm. so it didn't pollute the rivers and lakes for hundreds of miles. And um, They froze the ground with nitrogen mm-hmm. to try to prevent that too. Yeah. And then they like had people go out. They bust in, I think it said 60,000 people um like workers from around russia to uh burn fields and like basically till all slaughter all the animals within like 60 kilometers and like all around this stuff to just like go out there and kill all the pets that were left behind and like they bust all those people out and like took them everywhere like it it was crazy and so um do you talk about the death toll uh yeah i didn't but i read that Russia reported it at two to begin. Mm-hmm. Then they said, no, it's 16 because of the two that died and then mm-hmm. firefighters. But uh, the suggested uh, international total is about 2,000. Um, but people think it could be upwards of 400,000 from people that got a radiation. Well, see, the, the, what it says on the, the show or on the uh, HBO show, they said it was like 90,000 that they believe are directly affected to it. Um, and the rest are like indirectly. They think there's probably more, but the official death count from Russia as of today is still 33, 33 people. They say have been killed by this. And it's like, you mm-hmm. bust 60,000 people in, you sent people up on the rooftops for, you know, certain periods of minutes, uh, because they had to take off the, the, the graphite, graphite that was, um, you know, blown onto the just, roof and has like 12,000, uh, sieverts. sieverts of like just every second, you know, giving that off kind of thing. And so they were like, you can only be out on the rooftop for a minute or something like that. In 45 full. seconds. Yeah. And so then they would, you know, bring them back in to, you know, over and over again, shovel the stuff off. And like, you're dismissed from that. So all these people are just being sent to their death, apparently um, for all this. 
Um, from what they said on the HBO uh, show, apparently what caused like a made majority of like what uh, of the reaction besides all the things happening wrong was at the tips of the K KBR K what do you, K KR KRBM KBRM no oh, the the reactor yeah the reactors RK RKBM yeah something like that um they uh like at the tips of them like at the very like uh bottoms of them uh they had uh graphite or something like that um and so when you put when they put the uh try to put them back in after the uh wattage dropped way too low the first thing that is being hit is graphite not actual like reaction material and so the graphite spiked it for a brief second and that's why the wattage shot up within a matter of seconds and that is what basically blew it up because they were not these reactors had already had issues and they knew about these issues already because the exact same thing happened in Leningrad. You had talked about all the things that were happening. Leningrad had ha already had the exact same issue happen um, however many years previously. And Russia was just like, okay, it's fine. You know, whatever. Uh, but it's not fine because it blew up an entire city. Yep. So, yeah. So uh, that's us at about another hour into this one. Woo! <laughs> so let's just say uh, Chernobyl was terrible and don't get Ebola. Yeah, honestly. Those are the two biggest takeaways from this entire episode. Also, wait, there's one more uh, thing that you should take away from this podcast is um, our inter our Instagram, where is that located? Oh, 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 oh. Um, our Instagram is uh, our spoopy podcast. Um, and then our Twitter is our spoopy. Mm. And then our Facebook is our spoopy podcast. And then our website is www.ourspoopypodcast.com. Um, also, another takeaway, vaccinate your fucking children. Yes, please vaccinate your kids. Very important. Um, um, I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, the folks over at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Oh, yes. Um, that's our new favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, not that we're biased because we have... Uh, you know, An amazing like podcast. It. <laughs> um, but uh, you should take a listen. Um, they talk about some interesting stuff, and um, I guess we should get spoopy with it. Especially, I mean, like honestly, they talk about like a lot of good stuff for Pride Month. Um, I mean, it's a perfect time. But then beyond that, they just always bring a clarity to so much history and whatnot. So I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. It's good. So yeah, let's get spoopy with it. Get spoopy with it. Bye, everyone. Bye.